In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Help. Four letters. Very simple word when you think about it. But a word that can have so many different meanings, that can mean so many different things, depending on the situation, depending on who you're talking to, depending on the help that's either being asked of you or that you're, that you're asking of someone. For example, if, if you're in danger, if you're somehow at risk and you shout, Help! God willing, you will get the help that you need to rescue you from that situation. Now, if a loved one asks you to help around the house, you could probably expect to be doing some chores. Or if a coworker or a classmate asks you for, can you, can you come over and give me some help? You could, you could expect that, that they're probably asking you to assist them with something that they're struggling with or maybe even help them to understand something they, that they don't know. If someone comes to you and asks, how can I help you? There's a certain expectation that they can come through and provide you with that help, that hopefully you will get the care, the support, the help, the assistance, the answers, whatever it might be, the help you need. At different points in our lives, at different times, and in different situations and places, we, every one of us needs help. We all need it. You just can't get through life without help without someone providing assistance or support or care or, or even just simply answers. I'm sure you, you could probably look back on the past week or the past month or the past year or even just since you woke up this morning and come up with countless times when you asked for help or when you needed help or, or even when someone asked you for help. But the big question is this, did you get the help you needed? Did you provide the help that was requested? What kind of a helper was the person that, that, that helped you, or what, how, what kind of a helper were you? Those are questions to ask. As I mentioned it before the service, this weekend we're in a rather unique situation because of the quirks of the calendar. This weekend we really stand on a bridge, a bridge of time and space. On Saturday, we look back on the year of our Lord 2022 as it comes to a close. On Sunday, we look ahead to the new year of our Lord 2023 with all its minutes or its seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks all and months all laid out before us. Kind of like a, a, the sand of an empty beach that has just been washed smooth by the waves and it doesn't have any footprints on it yet. It's just laid out all before us. So as we look back on the joys and the sorrows, the gains and the losses, the, the, the ups and the downs, the blessings and the challenges of the past year as we look ahead to all the opportunities and blessings and challenges and even dangers in the new year, do we need help? And if we do need help, where will that help come from? What will that help look like? When, when will that help come to us and how long will that help last? Well, this morning the psalmist, he gives us some help to answer those questions and to see that the Lord comes to help us now and forever. 
weary pilgrims, they trudged towards the ancient city built up on the plateau. Now these travelers had left the comforts of home some, some time before, could have been days, could have been weeks, but that their journey to this ancient city of Jerusalem had taken them through up through on dusty trails and busy roads had taken them had taken them uh, through all kinds of weather and even a little danger but finally they were getting up into the highlands of south central Israel it was a challenging journey but for many of them especially the adults they had made this journey before you see from about the age of 12 on Jews were expected to make their way to Jerusalem for three festivals of the year, especially the men. They were especially expected to do that. Now, this particular group, they're heading up to Jerusalem for the high holy festival of Passover. Now, soon they would ascend the heights up to the holy city. Soon they would make their way to the, to the grand temple of the Lord. Soon they would be up there on Mount Moriah, celebrating God's deliverance. Every year they hope to make this particular journey to Jerusalem to, to celebrate God's deliverance of his people from centuries before, deliverance from slavery in Egypt. Lambs would be sacrificed, special dinners would be had, and, and the great salvation of God's people would once again be remembered with thanks. But they weren't there yet. They had to travel through those highlands, which were low hills and mountains, kind of rising in elevation until they finally reached the city of Jerusalem. So what do you think they did along the way? They walked, of course. They talked, and we know they sang. The Lord actually records for us in, in that Old Testament hymnal called the Psalms, 14 songs of ascent. 14 hymns, 14 songs that they would sing as they were making their journey to the city of Jerusalem. And soon they would be there. But to get there, these weary travelers had heights to ascend. Mountains and hills already ancient by the time of the birth of Jesus. Yet the sight of those hills wasn't imposing or intimidating to them. Instead, it was a reminder of God's help. They would sing this song. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There's nothing quite like seeing a, a mountain vista just open up in front of you. High peaks reaching for the sky, low valleys going down be below you and all around you. There's nothing quite like seeing that whether that's in the, the Rockies or whether that's in the Appalachians or, or whether that's some other mountain range somewhere else in the world. It's a sight that's truly breathtaking. It's something that leaves a permanent imprint on your memory. Now as you look at those mountains, as I was talking about with the kids and the children's message, what are you going to see? Well, you might see some forests on the slopes. You might see snow-capped peaks. You might see some remains of some rock slides or rock outcroppings. You might see some wild animals running around. Now, if you're in the southwest, you may not see all of that on the mountains. You're not going to probably see snow or, or trees so much, but you're going to see other brush. You're going to see other rocks and just 
different colors, and it's, it's beautiful. But ultimately, what are you looking at? A whole lot of solid rock. Solid rock that has stood the test of time. Solid rock that has been around for thousands of years. Nothing on earth can move those giant mountains from where they stand. Yet for a moment, I invite you to trudge along with the pilgrims making their way to the holy city and, not, and see not just solid rock, but look beyond that solid rock to the mountain maker himself. See the Lord who made those mountains. See the Lord and ask yourself, how much greater is my help if the one who made the mountains is my help? So what kind of help does the Lord offer? You will not let your foot slip. He watches over you, will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now, on a New Year's weekend like this one, I won't blame you if you're feeling a little drowsy or a little sleepy, especially this morning. Staying up until midnight on the East Coast and celebrating the New Year can do that. I'm just hoping you're not dozing off right now at the moment. Yet even if you got plenty of sleep last night, there are still times in our lives when we get tired. We all get tired. We all get drowsy. We all get sleepy. And there are times when our batteries just run low and we are shot. But not so the Lord. He never sleeps. The Lord never gets tired. He never dozes off. He never gets drowsy. He's always awake, always alert always paying attention. Now, in one sense, that might be a little frightening. The Lord never misses anything. That means the Lord knows what's going on in your head. The Lord knows your choices, the choices you make, and the priorities you set. He knows when your sinful nature puts you into autopilot. He knows how often we've grown lazy with listening to His Word and following His will. He knows how Quickly and easily, we can yawn our way right into hell. He knows what we all deserve for our sin. The condemnation we should hear. You would think the Lord would get so frustrated with us, knowing who we are, that he would doze off or even ignore us like some sleepy security guard, but that's not what our God does. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. Do you know what that means? The Lord watches over you. The Lord watches over us. Why would he do that? Why would he keep watch over us? Why would he protect us? Why would he guide our lives and be our help when he knows who we are? when he knows what we think and say and do, when he knows what we're like by nature, why would he do all that? Well, I want you to look no further than the name of the one who is our help. Look no further than the one, name of the one who is your protector, who keeps watch over you, who guards your life and guides it. What saving name did those ancient pilgrims sing when they ascended when they ascended the heights, that path up to the temple, 
they had the name of the Lord. They had the name of the Lord on their lips and on their hearts. They sang of the Lord. Now in our English translations, you might see that, you'll see that that name Lord in the Old Testament is in capital letters. There's a reason for that. It's, for those, it's a kind of an indicator for us who, who can't read Hebrew. But it says that the Lord, that name there, that's the name, the unique name for the Lord of free and faithful grace. The Lord who acts to deliver his people. That's the Lord who acts to deliver us from danger and death. The Lord who saves his people from their sin. The Lord who would one day die on, a, on that mountain in Jerusalem. The Lord who would conquer death by his resurrection. That's the saving name that's on the lips of those pilgrims as they make their way up to Jerusalem to sacrifice and remember the grace of God who saves his people. And that's the saving name that's on our lips as we enter a new year. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. That Lord of free and faithful grace is the one who watches over his people who keeps us from all harm and protects us from danger. That Lord does not fail to keep His promises. He keeps every one of them. The Lord does not miss even the smallest detail in your life. He even knows when you're in danger of sunburn. He knows what's going on in your life and He's watching over you. The Lord doesn't miss what we miss. The Lord doesn't take for granted what we take for granted. The Lord doesn't fail to keep us from all harm. Think about that. The Lord will keep you from all harm. Well, wait a second. How is that possible? I have physical injuries or there's sicknesses and disease or, or there's things that go on in my life. I deal with loss. I, I deal with a change of, of just change of situation. There's trauma. There's anxiety. There's pressure. There's all these things in my life. All these things. And they hurt. So how can it mean that the Lord will keep you from all harm? Again, go back to the one who helps us. The Lord of free and faithful grace, the one who has even transformed death into a win-win situation to that point that it, 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 either you get better and enjoy, keep enjoying his grace in this life or he makes all things new through death. That Lord always watches over our lives. But for how long? The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Now and forever. Now and forever the Lord will help us. Now and forever that Lord is our Savior Jesus. And we see that Jesus here in these verses. I mean, think about it. We see the Christ child who keeps his promise to enter our humanity to save us from our sin. We see the Savior guarding and protecting His people and defending us from all danger. We see the Lamb of God who climbed that awful mountain and willingly gave Himself up for us. He died for us. We see the resurrected Lord who watches over our lives and is qualified and able to do that because He conquered sin and death for us. We see the God who has promised to be with us now and forever. 
What did those ancient pilgrims sing of? They, saw, they sang of Jesus as they made their way to Jerusalem. But we're here now in the 21st century. 2,000 years later, what does this ancient song of ascent matter for you, dear believer, as you cross the bridge from 2022 to 2023 this weekend? Friends, you need help to cross that bridge. You need help, not just this weekend, but every day to get us from day to day, from week to week, month to month, year to year. And who better to help you than the Lord who made the mountains? The Lord who will never fall asleep on the watch. The Lord who leaves no moment of your life unattended. The Lord who will keep you from all harm and watch over your life no matter what happened in your life in 2022 or what will happen in your life in 2023. Who better to help you than the Lord Jesus who will be with you now and forever. A lot has changed since we took our first steps into 2022. New faces sit among us. Familiar faces have gone. Some seats at the table are empty. Others are filled in new ways. There's new situations. Jobs change. Homes change. Health changes. Life changes. And it's constantly changing. And it will continue at that rapid pace until Christ returns. Yet as we close out the old year and as we enter the new, we know who will be our help. We know who will be our protector, our guard, our life, and our eternity. The Lord will be with us as he has promised. And so as we take our first steps into this new year, I invite you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, you raised up the mighty mountains and formed them with your almighty word. Be our help now and forever. Lord Jesus, you neither slumber nor sleep. You are ever on guard for your people. Keep us in your care now and forever. Lord Jesus, you have guided our coming and going in the past, and you are with us as we cross from one year to the next. Watch over us and be with us as you have promised, both now and forever. Amen.